Praise God. My name is Pastor David Lee. 28 years later. <laughs> okay. Praise God. Jimmy told me uh, coming in, says, I heard you were going to preach, so praise God. I know it's going to be about 10 minutes because you haven't preached in a while. And I told him, well, I've been saving it up, brother, so get ready. <laughs> praise God. Isn't it great to serve the Lord? Yesterday, I was driving down the road, and the Lord told me to tell us here today, as he was telling me personally, make sure we get our focus right. Make sure we get our focus right. You know when your focus gets wrong in life, when you start losing your peace. When you start getting frustrated about little things. <laughs> but the Lord wants to give us peace today. He is the God of peace, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go into our Bibles to Ephesians chapter, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, and then we're going to go to Mark chapter 4. Verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Can we just stop there? Can we all read that together? Again, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Man, don't that just make you feel good? No fear. We see these shirts. No fear. I'm going to tell you to the child of God, there's no fear. Verse 8. Therefore, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? You're not just saved to sit down on a bench and wait for the coming of the Lord. The Bible says you are saved and you are called with the holy calling. And it's not according to who you are, what you've done. It's all because of God's grace. I want you to understand that today. Every one of us here, you are called. You have a purpose from God. Now, I want us to go to Mark chapter 4, and I want to kind of tie this in, and we'll come back to 2 Timothy at the end. But Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On, that, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? 
And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I know this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. But God has something to say here this morning to us, I believe, through the word. It had been a long day of ministry. Jesus and his disciples, they had been, uh, Jesus had been teaching. Jesus had been casting out demons, healing the sick. And it was at the end of the day. And Jesus tells his disciples, let's get into the boat and let's go to the other side. Now, he didn't say that because he wanted to have a leisurely boat ride at night where he could fall asleep. There was a plan and there was a purpose to this. Everything that Jesus did, there was a plan to it. There was a purpose to it. In, in John chapter 5, the Bible says, or Jesus says it in John chapter 5, uh, says, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. Everything that he did, he did in obedience to the Father. So there was not just, you know, I'll go do what I want to do. It was not this, I'm going to take a boat ride, you know, guys, let's just take a boat ride. It was the Father God who told him to get into that boat and to go to the other side. Now, this is important because what was on the other side? When you go further in, in chapter 5, let me just read verse 1. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him, oh, hallelujah, out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. We can read the rest of this. I'll just, I'll just tell the story, okay? This man, as we know him as Legion, was possessed by thousands of demons. The land of the Gadarenes that God had showed Jesus to go to was a Gentile land. They were not part of the promises of Israel. This was a land that they raised hogs. Hogs were unclean to a Jew. They could not touch it. They couldn't be around it. And yet, Father God sends Jesus, come on now, if you will, to the guttermost to find that one man, hallelujah, that was living in the graveyard. Mm. You're talking about the grace of God. Come on now. He'll take you from the guttermost to the uttermost. Hallelujah. This man was, was shunned by, by, by people around him. They were afraid of him. He was all alone. The Bible says he slept in the graveyard. He would cut himself with stones. He would scream at night. They tried to chain him up, but he had broke the chains because of demonic uh, power that, that was in him. Nobody wanted to be around him. He was an outcast. But Father God sends Jesus to that one outcast. He leaves the 99 righteous and he goes for that one. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That tells me there is no one that is too far from God that God can't reach him. I love that song, The Reckless Love of God. Hallelujah. You, because he tears down the walls. He'll go after you. He's a good God. Praise God. There may be loved ones that you, that you know that you have. It may seem like they're so far from God, but I'm telling you, he's still the same God. He will go to the other side and get that one and bring them back in Jesus' name. He still has the power. He still has the love, amen, to deliver and set free. So he comes to the other side and delivers this demoniac. But on the way, they're in the boat, and a storm comes. Now, you would think that when you're in the will of God, everything goes perfect and right. <laughs> i got some seasoned Christians here this morning, brother. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to the choir. But I, years ago, when I first started pastoring, Dave, 
Now, I know you know better than this because you grew up in our house, but <laughs> I used to think if you're in the will of God, man, everything's going to be good, you know. I mean, sun's going to come out shining every day. Birds are going to sing angels. I mean, all that great stuff. I really did. I was naive. I thought, all right, I'm pastoring now, and we're going to take the world for Jesus. And I had, I, it just was not in my mind <laughs> that storms could come. That same year, Cindy was struck with cancer, stage four. I mean, we were hit with, with the uh, health issues, financial issues, all. I mean, you just think we were hit all around. And I found out real quick that when you get into the will of God, there's going to be resistance. Yes. Come, on. Come on now. Now, you say, Pastor, I want you to give us good news. Just wait a minute, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen. We're overcomers. Hallelujah. The thing, this, is, this goes back to what I said at the beginning. Where is your focus at today? Because our focus can be on the storms. Our focus can be upon the resistance or it can be upon Jesus who's riding in our boat. Come on now. He's riding in your boat and everything is going to be all right. When he says we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. Hallelujah. Praise God. The thing about resistance is resistance, man, you feel it. Your whole five senses feel resistance, amen? It hurts. Now, the disciples and Jesus, they were in a boat. But the boat was not a luxurious boat. It was not your carnival cruise line. If, if, huh? <laughs> so they're in this fishing boat. Jesus goes into the hinder part of the boat and he falls asleep and the storm comes. And the Bible says the water was getting into the boat, did it not? The water was coming inside the boat. So I'm imagining Jesus is in the boat and the water, he must be getting splashed every once in a while, but yet he's still sleeping. And someone would say, well, why, why is Jesus asleep on the in the boat? I mean, what, what's going on with that? And I'll, I'll give you just a great theological Answer to that, he's tired. <laughs> he's tired. If you've ever done ministry, and you, you know, as we do ministry today outside here, we're going to get tired at the end of the day, aren't we? Our bodies, because we are living in this body. Jesus was physically tired, but he had a word from the Father. You're going to the other side. There's a man over there, praise God, that you're going to deliver. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're going to the other side. And it didn't matter to the Lord if there was a storm coming or not. It didn't enter his mind at all because all he knew is, I got a job to do on the other side. And it doesn't matter what the devil does. It doesn't matter what nature does. We're I am going to the other side. Where's your focus today? Go with me, if you would, to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested 
in our body. Praise God. We're hard crushed on hard crushed, hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed. There are some things we don't understand, but we're not in the spirit. Have you ever gone through a trial? You just don't understand why you're there and how you're going to get out of it. And what's going to be on the other side of that? It doesn't matter. Hear me, it doesn't matter. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. His word will come to pass. You will come to the other side. Look at verse 7 above, above verse 8 here. But we have this treasure. I love this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You have a treasure in you. There are people that have died to find treasure. But the Bible says we have a treasure in us. Hallelujah. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of God that gets us through any situation, gets through any storm, whatever comes our way. We have the power and we have the authority. So the disciples come to Jesus and they try to wake him up. And he says, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? You ever prayed like that? I, I just call it pitiful prayers. Lord, don't you love me? I'm sorry, I have prayed this. <laughs> don't you care what I'm going through? I don't pray it anymore. I'm talking about it in my younger years, okay? Because after a while, you understand God will get you through. There's the other side. He always cares. He always loves. Disciples... They're all fretful. Now, understand, they are perplexed because we, these were not choir boys on this boat. I want you to understand that. We think maybe you think the disciples were choir boys or some, you know, church boys or something here. But we got fishermen that have, that have been on this lake. This lake, they say, is about 13 miles long, 6 miles wide. They've been on this before. I'm sure they've been in storms before. But this storm, brother, they were afraid. In all their skill, they were afraid even unto death. And so they awake the Lord. Lord, don't you care that we are perishing? And I want to tell you, we can either be pitiful or we can be powerful, but you can't be both. You can be pitiful. You can be powerful. Or you, can't, you can't be both. You can be a victim or you can be a victor, but you can't be both. Come on now. Either we're going to believe the Lord, we're going to the other side. Oh, we're not going to believe the Lord. If you're not going to believe the Lord, you're going to be like those that were in that boat. Lord, don't you care? We're perishing here. We're dying up here, Lord. Help us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Over 365 times in the Bible, the Bible tells us not to be in fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. It's not God's will. We, our first verse that we read, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, tomorrow the enemy might try to strike and try to bring resistance in your life, and he might try to bring fear because that's his number one tool is to bring fear because fear is a faith. It's just a negative faith. It's faith that something is going to go wrong or I'm going to die. But God doesn't want that for us. The Bible says that God will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. He will keep those in perfect peace. I want to tell you a story that happened a, a long, long time ago. I think it was back in the, the 20s or the 30s. There was this a dirigible that was coming into San Diego. 
And it was, it was going to, to land. The dirigible is like a blimp airship. And it was, it was coming in, and the sailors were, were going to tie up this, this dirigible to the moorings there on the dock. So they let down the ropes off this dirigible, all these ropes, and the sailors begin to grab the ropes. And as they grabbed the rope, all of a sudden, a wind came, and it caused that dirigible to go up into a higher altitude, and the sailors had no time to let go of the rope, and so it just jerked them up in the ropes. This is a true story. It jerked them up, and many of them held on as long as they could, but they fell, and many of them fell to their deaths. Well, there was one man that was up in the rope, and he just, he never fell. 15 minutes past, half hour, up to two hours. He was up there in the, holding on to the rope, or they thought that he was holding on to the rope, and he never fell. And finally, they rescued him and brought him down, and, and the San Diego newscasters and all the newspaper people came and interviewed him. And they asked him, he says, how did you hold on for such a long time to those ropes? And he says, when I, I realized I couldn't hold on any longer, I took the rope and I wrapped it around me so I no longer was holding on to the rope. The rope was holding on to me. Now, what is so important about that is we have the word of God. I hear people say, I'm trying to hold on to the word of God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Come on now. And I have probably said that a few times in my life, but I'm telling you, you try to hold on to something, you'll get tired. And you won't be able to hold on after a while. But it's until you learn how to let the word hold on to you. <laughs> how do you say, Lord, you said we're going to the other side, so I'm just going to rest in that word. I, I, I feel the winds. I, I feel the waves coming into this boat, but I've got a word from the Lord. I'm going to the other side, so I'm just going to rest here. I'm just going to rest like Jesus in the boat. I'm just going to rest here. The waves are hitting me, but that's all right. We're not, this boat is not going down. If the boat fills up with water, praise God, God's going to still make that boat get across that land, translated or something here. It's going to be all right because God says we're going to the other side. You've got to, hallelujah, let the word hold on to you. Just believe God. Preach. Isaiah chapter 40 says, well, yeah, we'll just go there. It's, we could probably all quote this verse, but let's just read it. Isaiah chapter 40, the last verse. Verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you look up that word wait in, the, in your concordance or dictionary, I forgot what the, the Hebrew word for it was. It's not important, but it will say, the first definition will say a twisting together, a twisting together. It is a picture of rope making where you take one strand and another strand and you begin to twist it together. And you take more strands, and more strands you, 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 you bring, and you twist them together, the stronger that rope is. So when we read this, those that wait on the Lord 
We can say those that twist themselves in the Lord and the Lord with them. Come on. You're making yourself one with the Lord in your, in your prayer, in your study time. You're, you're, you're one with the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, I don't know if I want to say this, but maybe I will. We just need to be a bunch of twisted people. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And I'm saying that maybe that'll get into your mind here this morning, your heart. We just need to be twisted up in Jesus. Come on now. A lot of times we get twisted up in what we see on TV, twisted up in problems and situations. We need to get twisted up in the Lord Jesus Christ because those that get twisted up in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Hallelujah. Eagles don't flap their wings they get on the current and begin to soar. Don't you love this about God? Hallelujah. He doesn't want us to struggle. He doesn't want us to be in fear. He says, I, I want you to soar like the eagles. I want you to soar above the, the storms. Hallelujah. I want, I want you to know you are victorious. Praise God. You don't have to worry about what's going on in your life. I know we feel, our, sometimes we feel the storms. Our senses feel it. But praise God, our spirit says it's going to be all right. I've got a feeling it's going to be all right. Hallelujah. I got more than that. I got a word. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 11, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I want you to picture yourself like that soldier tied up in the ropes for two hours up there. You know, he, what he told the uh, reporter was, he says, when I got up there and I, I tied the ropes around myself, I enjoyed the view, what I was seeing. <laughs> said, I could see all over the city and all, <laughs> says, I was enjoying. Now, I'm telling you, in the midst of your trial, you can enjoy the view because you know everything's going to be all right. His word is holding you. You're not holding on to the word. The word is holding on to you. Thank you, Lord. Well, I... Amen. Hallelujah. Praise awesome. you, Jesus. God is good. God is so good. God is so good. Thank you, Father. In John chapter 17, I didn't write down the verse, but he, we know that he prays his high priestly prayer, and he prays that we would be one as he is one with the Father. That is actually a picture of, of, again, the twisting, being one, being one, being one, being one with the Lord, being one. You say, well, how, do, how do you be one with the Lord? you got to spend time with God. you got to spend time with God. Now, I'm not talking about some religious thing. Sometimes when I'm, I'm alone with God, I won't say words. Sometimes I'll sing. Sometimes I'll, I'll read. Sometimes I'll, you know, make my request known unto, unto God. But how many know we have the Holy Spirit that helps us? And I could really go into a message here about the Holy Spirit. David, our pastor David, I hope you all understand. When I call him David, he's my son. I've called him that for many years. <laughs> the Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us if we learn how to lean on the Holy Spirit. As the musicians are coming, if you go back to Mark chapter 4, I believe this is a very important point here. Mark chapter 4, verse 39, 
And Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I only see one, one thing that gets the Lord's attention about us that makes him marvel or, um, how can I say it, maybe disappoint him. And that is, it's not what we do. It's our faith, where our faith is at. Isn't that something? I grew up in, in religion. I thought, you know, the Lord would be pleased if, if I do the, all the right things. But that's not it at all. It's about my faith. I believe that the Bible says that God has given man, every man, a measure of faith. The disciples had a measure of faith. The problem was their faith was misplaced. Hear me. Their faith was misplaced. Their faith was placed in their ability to get that boat to the other side. You know what I believe in this story? I believe if they would have stood up like Jesus stood up and rebuked the wind and the sea, it would obey them. You know why I say that? Because Jesus says, let's go to the other side. <laughs> Hallelujah. go to the other side. When you know the will of God, you can be... You can be strong in that. Mark chapter 16. That those who believe and are baptized in my name, they shall cast out demons. Well, I, let me just go there. Mark chapter 16. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. All these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What's he talking about? He's talking about there's going to come a time when you go out to minister that there will be resistance. But you will take up those serpents that are trying to bite you, that's trying to stop you drink if you drink anything deadly it will not harm you why because i said we're going to the other side come on now hallelujah i said praise god you have a job you have a call and if you're in your call there is nothing nothing absolutely nothing that can stop you in your call that doesn't mean the enemy's not going to try he is going to try hallelujah but we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony come on and we overcome because we have the word of the Lord. And his word cannot return void. It will accomplish what he sent it to do. All we have to do is rest. Rest. I was, I'm about to quit, but I was thinking this week, the Lord wants us to rest. And yet there is a ministry, which is kind of a work. And how is it kind of like an oxymoron? We rest and yet we got work to do. Right? I go back to Adam when he was in the garden. He had work to do tending that garden, but it was pleasurable to him. Amen. When you know the will of God and you're, hallelujah, you're resting in the will of God, you can do the work of God and there can be obstacles against you all day long. But brother, there's a pleasure there. <laughs> hallelujah, because you know, hallelujah, we're going to win. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. I've never been in a fight 
that I lost. I never lost a fight, by the way. <laughs> that, that was good. Come on. That felt good. The good fight of faith is when you win. And I'm going to tell you something. You've already won through Jesus Christ. He won it for you. When he was on the cross, he says, it is finished. It is finished. Whatever, whatever obstacles you go through today, I want you to know it's already finished. It's a done deal. The fight is fixed. You already win in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Would you just worship the Lord? Just thank you for his word. Just thank you, Lord. I, I'm resting in your word. I'm wrapping myself in you, Lord. You and me and I in you, Lord, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your peace. Thank you, Father, for your supernatural peace that passes all understanding that guards my heart and my mind. Thank you, Lord. This thing that I'm going through, I thank you, Lord. I already won. I've already won. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just resting in that today, Lord. I'm resting in the victory today, Lord.